Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another broadcast of On The Go with LFHHM. And I'm so glad that you decided to join today. I'm Sister Ann, and we are going to have a treat today. Uh, We're going to uh, share with missionary Stephanie Martin. Now, missionary Martin is in the foreign missions field in Cote d'Ivoire, West Africa. Now, it's a country in West Africa. So she is in the foreign missions field in West Africa. And she's going to share her testimony today. It is a pre-recorded interview. Uh, The time zone there in West Africa and here in the greater Kansas City, Missouri area is a little different. So there's a time difference there. And I didn't want her to be uh, up too late. And, you know, so we worked it out. It was all good. And just a really, really uh, kind just a great person in Christ. And I'm very, very just, you know, happy to know her, right? And I'm glad that we are having a chance to share today this interview. Okay, now, before I get started with the interview, I want to go ahead and do our praise break. I want to do our praise break right away because the interview is going to take a little bit of time here, but the praise break, I'm ready to give God some glory. Hallelujah. All ready. I'm just glad to be in the number one more time. You know, one, one thing that there was a, a a wonderful special friend today that uh, officiated a funeral. And we do want to send our condolences out again to the Richards family for the loss of Sister Joe Richards. This woman of God, uh, she was a young woman too. Uh, but really, you couldn't get a better person when it came to helps in the ministry. Her and her sister and her brother are just they are go-getters when it comes for Christ to Christ for what the work of Christ they just they went at it full force and we we lost her uh but one thing that the pastor was saying about this one of woman of God is that she showed up she showed up she was definitely she had every ministry covered that you can think of a wonderful ministry of helps. Uh, She was just there to serve, there to serve. And when I think about the church and when I think about how great it would be if, if everyone in the church would just roll up their sleeves and just get, get going, uh, get going for the work of Christ, how much farther along we'd be. And how blessed we'd be because of just the giving, the the opportunity to be used by God, to surrender our lives and be used by God. Uh, He is our hope. And I'm just excited about that. Well, this praise break, I'm going to go ahead and share this praise break. This praise break is actually at the funeral of Mother mother uh, or Dr. Stacks, Dr. Stacks uh, funeral. Mm -hmm. And Mother Dupree, it says, this praise break, uh, turns Dr. Stacks funeral into a praise break. Mm -hmm. So I just thought it would just be fitting to enjoy and share this praise break. Now, home goings are, are tough enough when we lose loved ones and people that we're close to, we, you know, we realize that we just won't see them again. We won't get a chance to praise the Lord with them again if they were part of our church family. But this here, when it comes to being lost in Christ, like Dr. Stacks and like Sister Joe Richards, huh? 
It is a homegoing praise opportunity. And let's just go ahead and praise the Lord with them. Yes. Jesus. I'm running. I'm running. I'm running. Huh? Mother says she's running on. Because I got my charges. Come on, somebody. It's not in on my We've been charged for this day. Somebody said this day. To do a work for God. Come on. Come on in the old Sunday. Come on in the old seer. Yeah, God, I'm on Satan. It's time to run with the charge. Say yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, glory to God. I'm going to take my seat, but I feel some joy. Woo! Glory. a wonderful God. Isn't he wonderful? Huh? And he's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. Come on, because look, he is still in control. And when we get a chance, hallelujah, when we receive our God and when we live for our God, we know and we can trust him that absent from the body, we're going to be present with him forever at peace with him in wonderful, blessed fellowship with him. Hallelujah. That praise, that praise just goes. It goes. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and get into the, into the testimony here. And here is uh, uh, this woman of God pouring out her life to sharing and doing a very hard thing mm -hmm. because she's got some things to share about her testimony and she is, she's, let's just go ahead and get into it. So let me go ahead and share this testimony. Amen. Sister Stephanie Martin. Well, what a treat we have today. Now, this is a pre-recorded session because I had to get this sister, I had to get her attention, and I definitely want to get her testimony. This is Sister Stephanie Martin, a young missionary to the great continent of Africa. Yep, I said it. And she's going to share with us the cities and the the uh, country that she uh, is on the mission field in so she'll be sharing her testimony in that sister martin thank you so much for joining yeah no problem thanks for having me <laughs> thank you so much for the interview today you know i just kind of want to give a little background on how i had a chance to to meet you right not really i haven't met you face to face. And that's one wonderful thing about technology and 
Christians and believers reaching out is that, look, they're going to, we're going to reach out, but there's something about the Holy Spirit in me that I was just excited about the Holy Spirit in you and the work that you're doing. But I got a phone call from you. Now, our business, I work with uh, a company called ASBNC Training and Consulting. And you were on your job, your J-O-B, in that you were knocking on doors to uh, do some fundraising. You know, I don't think people really understand that missions, it, it takes finances, it takes resources to do. And that's one of the reasons why so many churches and organizations uh, participate in the mission field, right? They they send donations. Well, you know, you didn't you didn't uh, wait for whatever you know church that you were filling. You know, you didn't tax them. You didn't tax any of the other churches or whatever. You were knocking on the doors of businesses, and our business is uh, in Independence, Missouri, and this is kind of the Greater Kansas City area guys, Independence, and of course, we uh, do have a satellite office out here in Oak Grove as well. So that, I got that phone call. I was super excited to receive it as a believer. And, uh, you know, I wanted to share best I could for what we were doing at that uh, time. And, you know, there's going to be other opportunities down the road. But I think that uh, one thing about the mission field is it's an exciting field. It's a challenging field to me. But if we can't support by actually going, then we can send <laughs> and support young people like yourself to go. Sister Stephanie, can you share with us some of your testimony about how you got involved with the mission field in the con in the con on the continent of Africa and what country you mission you actually work through or in? Yeah, so I'm in Cote d'Ivoire. Um, it's a small country in West Africa, uh, sandwiched between Liberia and Ghana. Um, it's a French-speaking country. Uh, now, do then, you speak French? Um, I do now. That's <laughs> 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 your way to communicate. Uh, so yeah, the predominant sure. language there in Cote d'Ivoire? Cote d'Ivoire. Cote d'Ivoire. Yeah. Or you could say Ivory Coast. Technically, Cote d'Ivoire is like the official name. Well, but in is. English, it translates to Ivory Coast. Okay. Cote d'Ivoire. And it, it, speaking, it's a French-speaking, you know, country. I think that's because of the colonization. And we know a little bit of history yeah. about the uh, continent of Africa, how it was colonized and, of course, colonized by the French there. Okay. So? Yeah. Um, yourself, how did, okay. I want to back up just a little bit. <laughs> there are, there are people uh, believers that just, you know, their hearts are touched and they want to go do something great for the Lord. And, you know, I think about and This is something that uh, we encourage our viewers, our listeners, uh, our participants to do, to ask questions. What is it that you can do for the Lord? Are we doing all that we can for the Lord? How did you find yourself in Africa? in that country what happened yeah for sure um well i mean i guess you could say it started uh to go back to the beginning when i was in college uh so i went to college at missouri state university in springfield missouri um and then my freshman year is when i got plugged into an organization called crew um or it used to be called campus crusade uh for Christ International. That's what some people still know it as. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, and so, yeah, it was just one of the many uh, campus ministries that my campus offered. Um, so didn't really know what I was getting myself into my freshman year. And then um, the more I was involved, um, the more like responsibilities I ended up taking on within crew. Um, my junior year, I became a student leader. Um, and it was around that time when I started to feel like God tugging on my heart to um, do full-time 
uh, staff with crew after I graduated. Um, initially, it was not anything on my radar, like going into college, like my senior year of high school, I had like a five year plan and it did not include anything related to ministry. Um, I thought I was going to go into like web and app design and development, mm-hmm. um, which you still can do. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually do use those skills here, um, for the ministry. And so, um, just not, not like my full time Mm -hmm. or like the main thing that I do anymore. Um, and so, um, but yeah. And so, yeah. Was an, excuse me, this was an introduction. You were in college and, and you were in college now campus. I know the organization. I remember it as being Campus Crusaders for Christ. Uh, and the organization gave uh, study guides, biblical study guides and devotionals for free uh, to college students. And that's that organization. I'm not quite sure. Uh, the name of the man, the couple that started that organization. But what I do remember about the organization is that it grew to be one of the biggest ministries, if not the largest ministry that there was of its kind. And they didn't, they didn't ask for donations so much, right? Uh, As far as in the beginning, and this is just me giving a little bit of historical overview because what I think that is uh, awesome about what you what you experienced was that you're you were there on the college campuses and that's something that a lot of students you know they think that once they're they're young they don't have to you know they want to sow their wild oats they don't <laughs> you yeah. know they go to college to to play and to you know all we've seen all the movies you know, Animal House movies, I'm kind of dating myself, but all of the movies and the activities that uh, the world teaches college students to participate in, right? You found yourself uh, exposed to and being ministered to by Campus Crusaders for Christ or crew. And you started there in your freshman year, which that's kind of the first things, that happens to young women, right? They'll go to college and they're like, oh, I'm away from home. And even being Christian Christian children or young people going to college, they say, okay, well, they that just flies out the window. I'm not going to even think about uh, being, being a Christian when I was home, being a devoted Christian and being a part of a Christian household or, or anything. I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to do what I want to do. But God kept you because of that ministry or your choice to accept uh, the ministering of that ministry, right? Yeah, I think that is super cool. That's super cool. You held on from, so junior year, you found yourself, okay, you had your five-year plan together. You were, you, you were ready to, to take advantage of it and to go. Well, what, what about that, that time? What moment did you realize that you were wanting to do international missions? Um, it was probably the summer before my junior year. Uh, I went on um, a mission trip. We have, we have a thing called summer mission with crew that students can participate in. I stayed stateside. We have stateside ones and international. Um, I stayed stateside, but I felt like, I don't know, that summer I really got a taste of what um, being on staff with crew would look like to a certain degree. Um, We weren't on uh, college campuses like our staff were, but um, we got full-time jobs and were ministering to all the college students that flocked to where I was at. I was in um, Ocean City, Maryland. And so there's a bunch of international students that flock there because they hear things like, oh, well, if we go to America for the summer, like we can make a bunch of money and save it up and then and then come back home. And so, um, yeah, crew use that as a strategy, like, all right, let's send a bunch of our students there, (laughs) have them get jobs, have them build relationships with those students and then minister to those students all summer long while they're there. 
Um, and so it was, it was different, but I was getting a taste of what ministry would look like. And um, it was a little bit before that, when I first felt like the initial tug on my heart, like I felt like God was um, calling me towards that. But I was, I was scared. I was like, ah, that's not, that wasn't in my plan. Um, that sounds like hard. And no, I don't think, I don't think that's for me. But then after going through that summer, it was a little more like God softening my heart. Like, okay, I really enjoyed this summer. Maybe I could see myself doing this um, kind of thing. And then continued on with the ministry the last two years. Um, and again, got a little bit of a taste of what staff would be like as a student leader on my campus. So got to lead like um, a Bible study my senior year uh, and discipled a few freshman girls. I love that word, disciple. <laughs> yes, Labor yeah. Spurs Harvest Ministries. That's what we do, you know. And of course, that's yeah. what the church does. But we get a chance to disciple on a special level like yourself. We like that personal touch. Now, that wisdom huh, of going where the international students are working so that gave you an opportunity to get to know international cultures and kind of take take down some of that fear or concern you know am I going to get along with people who speak differently who have am I going to be able to deal and uh, communicate and and building relationships so in discipleship that strategy is really really a Jesus strategy, isn't it? It, it? Here's my thought. Isn't that a Jesus strategy? He handpicked his disciples, uh, but he said, come, you know, to P Peter, I'm going to make you fishers of men. Huh? Come on, come on, you know, and to hang out where they were, right? So he, he, had them for the three years and he poured into them and he discipled them, you know, preparing them for his, his exit huh, or his great, great, uh, what he did for us on the cross, right? Yeah. Preparing his going away and, and then preparing, but he prepared them, but the discipleship part came because of that personal that uh, personal relationship, being in the circle of where they were, that that's super. So your your circle and hanging out with the young people there kind of brought down that concern, that 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 fear to where you got that Holy Ghost boldness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Press on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that Holy Ghost boldness got you to the point to where you surrendered and said, yes, I'm going to do this, God. Okay, so how, how do, how do, how did you do it? What, what did you do? How did you do it? This, this is going to kind of help other young people who had that tugging on their heart to go international too. Yeah. Well, um, one of the things that was nice about being involved in crew and like you mentioned earlier, it being like it's an international organization. And I think it's the largest mission organization that exists. Um, yeah. And so with crew, there's so many opportunities. And so initially I was like, OK, so we're going to join staff. But what, what what would that look like for me? Because there are just so many options. And so um one of the things I was considering was going international. Um, I had that down as like one of the options. And then through um, my time at Missouri State, we partnered with a couple of international locations, which just that just means that we were um, dedicated to sending like students and one year interns, like recruiting them to send them to those locations to help out with the crew ministry that's happening there. Mm -hmm. And so Cote d'Ivoire was one of the um, partnerships my school had. So I had the opportunity to hear a lot about it. Um, and so, yeah, during that time, I kind of just hearing about the ministry, I kind of fell in love. Um, not sure why. Ever since I was a kid, I always thought Africa kind of sounded cool to go to. Doesn't like, it sound cool? I, I think cool. that it does sound cool. You know, it it 
it can be challenging because of it being seemingly mysterious. Anything is a mystery if you're not familiar with it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so I think, yeah, I think for me it was too much Lion King as a kid. But anyway, I was like, <laughs> all right, Africa sounds cool. And then honestly, as I learned more details about how that ministry actually operates here, because it's different in every country. Um because of cultural factors and things like that. And so as I learned more about how the ministry operates here, I was like, ah, that actually plays in well with my strengths. Um, and so I was like, no, I definitely think I need to go there. And so initially I was like, okay, because you can do like a one or two year like internship. Um, we called it stint, but, and then from there decide if you wanted to stay longer or you could come back to the U S and, you know, wherever God's leading you. And so um, I initially was like, okay, I'll do one year. And then, and I thought I would do it as an intern, but then my internship with crew did not end up working out. Um, mostly because I, I just struggled with raising support. That was like, that was the hardest part was finding enough um, people. Cause when you intern, you have like a strict deadline since you'll only be um, doing it for a year or since you've only made the commitment so far for a year. Um, and so I wasn't able to intern, but after that didn't end up working out, I still felt like the Lord was calling me to be on staff with crew. I was like, no, like this still feels pretty clear. Like, I don't think this is him closing the door. I mm -hmm. think I'm just supposed to keep trying. Yeah. Um, and so, um, instead of interning, I just decided to go ahead and join full-time staff because I was like, I think this is something that I'll end up doing uh, long-term anyway. Um, and so after deciding to join full-time staff, um, next was figuring out placement. And so I asked if I could come to Cote d'Ivoire. Um, and then, then at that point I decided to make it a two-year commitment because I was like, okay, this is like a little more serious now. Like I still want to consider um, staying, like being long-term international. And I felt like with a two-year commitment, I'd be able to get a better uh, view of what that would look like. It'd be more well-rounded. I'm like, okay, is this, is this like, you know, where the Lord is leading me long-term or not? And so for me, it was, so now, I don't know, it's been almost four years now. So. <laughs> four, four years. Yeah. You know, you said something that I think that, <clears throat> you know, ministries have a, a tough time in, in getting and and fundraising, you know, and that right there, and of course there was um, a, another plan God had. Okay, well here you can make the commitment and you can still keep going. But for the internship, from what I understand, you you know it was tough a tough time for you to raise funds. And I don't know. I think I, I wanted to say that God's work. Where he guides, he provides. That is so true. He does. Where he guides, he provides. And his providing, his way to provide is through the hearts of people. Yeah. yeah. Through the hearts of people. So we as a people, and he'll, he'll touch the heart of a non-believer just as easily as he'll touch the hearts of believers. But especially those of us who are believers, we really should do better in our giving. Uh, we do a lot of sacrificing for things that, that just don't matter when it comes, you know, we eat out too much, fast food too much, which is not healthy. We buy things that we just don't need. Uh, a lot of times we overspend, we live above our means. There's a lot of people that do that, even as believers. And then when it comes to God, uh, the blessings that he's given us, we spent them all over the place, except for the go ye, huh? The mission, yeah. the discipleship, go ye. And he, this, this go ye, uh, and I, I'm the go ye girl. When Jesus said, go ye into all the world and, and make disciples, teaching them whatsoever I've commanded you, the word of God, that is the great commission. So as believers, we are to do that. We are to do that. And I just want to just reinforce that for for us just to to know so that when others come up and say, hey, I want to I want to 
to do an internship or I'm raising money so that I can go internationally or even go nationally. There's a mission field all over the world. Uh, and of course, the mission field that's local, that's your next door neighbor. That's your neighborhood. So you can walk there. You don't really need resources to do that. Uh, but not as many resources, but to support the, the missions, I think is just so, and, and it's just not even what I think, it's what God says in his word, right? Yeah. So, you know, I just want to appeal to people that when, when God has given us the Great Commission as believers, we just don't get saved or become Christians and then, okay, that's it. It's all about me, myself, and I. And then when the ministry, the churches, uh, the different ministries uh, like myself uh, or Laborers Forest Harvest Ministries or crew that people call to say, okay, well, we're really working on this campaign to go minister, then we get all, you know, tight pocket, you know, or want to want to talk about how that's all the church wants is the money. Now, in the past, and I, I'm getting staying on my soapbox just a little longer, but in the past, okay, have the churches been good stewards? But that's what we as believers need to do: our due diligence to make sure that our giving is is going to be spent on good ground is going to be given to uh, uh, for a good cause to where people are being responsible and doing the work of the Lord. <sighs> I had to say it uh, because, you know, I think we're all, we're all guilty of that, not being as focused as we need to be because of life's concerns or whatever, right? But just to make sure that we use uh, our resources to, continue on with what God has called us to do during in the Great Commission. Matthew 20, chapter 28, if you really want to know where that scripture is. All right. So I want to know now you get there. Tell me about the the first the first year, huh? What about the food? What about the climate? Huh? What what the good hair days, bad hair days, girl? You know, tell me about it. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, well, every day honestly feels a little bit like a bad hair day because mm. it's hot and humid. But um, yeah, um, yeah, the first year uh, it was tough. I'm not gonna lie, that adjustment like. They're not kidding when people talk about like culture shock. Um, like, yeah, it's definitely um, it's tough. Um, but thankfully, when I got here, I walked into a pretty large American team that we had working alongside um, our Ivorian staff here. Uh, and so uh, that was really helpful um, just because, you know, I had so many like friendships I could build right away um, that spoke my language because I could say hardly anything in French when I first got here. Mm -hmm. um, started taking classes uh, almost immediately when I got here. Um, and so, uh, yeah, like I think the climate, um, that was tough because, well, one, I got here in December. And so it was winter in, in Kansas City. And then here, December is like when it's getting into the hottest season of the year, like it's transitioning to the hottest season of the year, um, which honestly all year round is pretty hot because we're only a few degrees above the equator. Um, but uh, so yeah, I just remember sweating a lot and then feeling exhausted all the time because my body was like, what is going on? This is supposed to be cold weather. Um, and then uh, ministry part, that felt a little more familiar to me just because I had done that in the U.S. The hard part was then getting it in French. Um, but even like as I was reading the resources in French, even though I didn't understand hardly any of it, I, I knew what was being said because I we had the exact same resources in English that we used in the U.S. Okay. Um, so that was helpful. Um, what else was hard? Definitely learning the language my first year. I was just, I was always frustrated in French class because I wanted, I wanted to be able to speak to people right away, but like learning a new language requires a lot of patience, a lot of hard work. Um, 
being immersed in the language helped for sure, but it's still, it still just requires a lot of work and a lot of patience. So um, did, did you have to learn uh, not just only speak to speak French, but read French and write French as well? Yeah, because um, one of the ways I communicate with my students a lot is through texting. Uh, mm. So, and then also like I get emails like from my Ivorian um, leader, and um, or just other all staff emails, um, or have to respond to them. Um, and so, yeah, definitely <laughs> needed to know both. Thankfully, I don't have to write like anything long or professional in French. Um, so, yeah. But for sure, had to know how to do how to do all of it. Okay, so the French speaking, uh, the uh, the weather was challenging. You know, I I can imagine being dropped off. You know, instead of it being December, Christmas, and and all that, the holidays, you're you're in uh in the heat. So that kind yeah. of change, wardrobe change, wardrobe oh, yeah. changes. <laughs> uh, Good, good hair days, you know, the challenging of the humidity, you know, all of that. Uh, the, so I'm kind of where I'm going with that part, too. It's like, is there any vanity, right? In, in, oh. Because here in the United States, everything has to be on point. You have to, uh, you know, yeah. look the part and all that. And, you know, where's my fur coat? You know, that, that, that type of thing. So when you got there, it's like, okay just the natural natural beautiful human being that god made you to be huh yeah pretty much yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It, it yeah i think that's another reason why the first year was so hard is because i was humbled so much like when when i got here it's like i couldn't do anything on my own really like mm. i couldn't go to the grocery store by myself uh, i couldn't uh -huh. just without knowing the language but also i didn't know where anything was like mm. i was completely reliant on my teammates um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like for for everything in the beginning for sure. that was cool to have the teammates there too now you mentioned too that as a as a teacher uh, uh in the the discipleship resources and everything no. you're a team lead so you 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 are team a teaching lead in that are yeah so like like i lead my students okay Yes. All right. Okay. So, yeah. So that, you know, that's, that's important. You know, uh, a lot of times people as believers and I, you know, I just kind of encourage believers to, to understand that uh, we only, we don't just go to Bible class, but we should go and be able to share the Bible too, mm -hmm. right? Be able to, to share and teach the Bible and walk through some scriptures and share uh, the word of God with others. So this is this is pretty much what you do, right? Yeah, yeah. Majority of my time is on campus with students. So if I'm not um, coaching one of my disciples, um, like going through whatever discipleship lesson is next and asking them, okay, have you shared your faith or do you have any disciples? Or if they do have disciples, how is coaching your disciples going? So we kind of talk about all that during our coaching time. And then when I'm not doing that, I'm on campus looking for students that want to get involved in crew. Um, and so a lot of times I'm actually on with like just the area of town that I'm assigned. I'm usually on um, like small campuses or like private schools. Um, and so a lot of there's a ton of them here and we don't have a crew presence on all of them yet but that is one of our goals and so if i'm not coaching students then i'm on campus like just trying to talk to as many students as i can um i have some questions i ask them to kind of see like if if they would be interested and then mm -hmm. most of the time i can never tell because i'm like well i don't want to answer it for them so then after asking the questions i just ask them like tell them more about crew and just ask them mm -hmm. like okay would you is this something that you would want to be committed to or does this interest you mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and so and then they say yes or no and so if they say yes i follow up with them and hopefully they end up being um a faithful student that i can coach that's mm -hmm. not always the case but we just go yeah so that's gonna be kind of my next question um now you know one of the concerns or 
fears, I think, of some people. I mean, for me, I, it don't matter to me. I'm just going to tell you about Jesus. And he's so good. If you say no, I knew if you I know if you really knew about who he was, you'll say yes eventually. Right. So you just go on my prayer list if you say no. <laughs> uh, but how how did you deal with uh, maybe the rejection in the beginning? Uh, were there any real serious, um, real serious uh, people that really rejected strongly? You know, uh, uh, there's different um, religions and faiths. Uh, is uh, Corte Vara, is it uh, more of Christian or do you see in uh, Muslims or other faiths there as well? Yeah, so um, the primary religions here are Islam, Christianity, and then animism. Um, and so, yeah, when I'm on campus, most of the time, you know, 50-50, I flip a coin. I'm either talking to a Christian or a Muslim. Um, mm. And I don't always know um, which one until we get a little deeper in the conversation. Um, but honestly, here, I can't think of any, like, like harsh rejection things that have happened because the everyone here is pretty friendly um, and they're pretty open to spiritual conversations. Um, and so most people like just when I asked to talk in the beginning and they kind of realize as soon as I say the name of the organization, they kind of realize, oh, this is a religious thing. Most people are still open to it. The only time they say no is if they're in a big hurry or mm -hmm. are late for class or mm -hmm. something like that. Um, but then, yeah, I don't know. For me here, even when a student says no after I like explain things and ask them if they want to be involved um, or if I share the gospel with them and they're like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not a Christian and that doesn't interest me. Um, I don't know. It doesn't bother me as much here. I don't know mm -hmm. if it's because like, it does. I do feel a little more disconnected because I'm not in my own culture or mm -hmm. language. Mm -hmm. um, and so I don't know, the rejection doesn't really feel personal when I'm here. Um, but for sure, when I was in the States, um, like as a student, I would go on campus and try and share the gospel with people, too. Mm -hmm. That that was always much scarier to me. I don't know why. I guess because they were my peers at the time. Mm -hmm. and like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I was just a lot more aware of that, like rejection aspect and like mm -hmm. i don't know just being nervous to approach those things but well you know it it takes in that to me just sounds it sounds logical i mean you're we're here in uh the united states of america you know you're from here and, and you you know the culture you know all of the laws you know you know who uh, even the laws and people the different people and cultures based on you know what we're encouraged to uh to accept you know culturally speaking and just all kinds of sin that has been legalized you know yeah. i mean there's the nose that's why you know even still here there's still a need to evangelize in the united states of america we have evangelists come evangelists that come from other countries to the United States <laughs> yeah. of America just to evangelize. So there is, uh, you know, just because we live in America doesn't mean that we are, are as receptive hmm, and, and really just automatically should know about the word of God and automatically be a Christian be, since, you know, we are considered a Christian nation. So, yeah, I, I can see where that can be a concern where, you know, the rejection rate. And of course, you know, it's kind of crew is like campus crusaders for Christ. You know, you know, how, do, how is it? Like, do you know Jesus? You know, and, and I don't know how you approach people, but even the approach of the American, they just seem uh, like they're, yeah, they could be receptive or, or not, right? So I can see where the concern would be. And then internationally speaking, you're you're out of your your realm of you know 
familiarity, you know, when it comes to culture. And you're aware. Yes, it could be. There's there's other Muslims, you know, there is people from Islamic faith, people who are Christian and the, the other faith that you spoke of. So I can see where being on the outside, looking in, trying to evangelize is, is different than being in it inside in evangelize evangelizing inside how that could be different and even more challenging um, yeah i can see where that could be uh, but then the heart i would say that the heart the the heart the compassion that we have for people is still there it hasn't changed because guess what four years <laughs> and you're still over there sharing with students uh, the uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hmm? Yeah. Still over there. How long do you have there? Uh, how long is are you going to continue on? And what what's the the next phase of what you're looking to do? Yeah. Um. So I don't have like a set commitment. Um. After my original two years was up, I like officially joined international staff so I could stay here longer because before I was still just operating as like U.S. staff, like kind of just on like a short term assignment kind of thing. Um, and so uh, and then, yeah, when you join international staff, they ask you to make at least a three year commitment overseas. Um, but yeah, I, I see myself staying longer, honestly, because I don't. Yeah, I don't really see like the next thing that the Lord is calling me to. And so the way I see it is I'm going to stay until like the Lord is clearly presenting the next self to me or the mm -hmm. next the next thing to me. Mm -hmm. um, and so I don't know how long that'll be. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like you're on your way. I mean, the journey that you've had and the time that you've invested in international evangelism is... Uh, it's very commendable, you know, because I, I, there's a purpose there. Uh, uh, everyone isn't called. We're all called. Uh, many are called, the Bible says, but few are chosen. A uh, few people say, okay, yeah, Lord, I'll go. Or even are obedient to what he <laughs> has given us to do anyway, whether it doesn't have to be international missions, right? Just be obedient to what he called you to do where you yeah. are. Right. So I commend you for that. Um, now, the uh, what about your personal life it is and, and this is, you know, I'm going to ask a little bit because, you know, young people were so they're, they're very much pressured, you know, to very much pressured to live a certain worldly lifestyle here or even in the church, you know, you know, we, get married, have children, you know. Um, now, I can speak as an older single woman, but what about, what is the, what about your, your lifestyle? What are you looking, how, how is that? Just as, you know, whatever you're comfortable with sharing. Yeah. Um, like, are you mean in terms of like a family? Family or, or you know, Here's the thing, uh, as an older person or whatever, I mean, I've been married before and things just didn't work out, right? But now I'm comfortable being a, a single person, even though I'm older. I know many older single people that really want to be in relationships. Now, as a, and of course, there's a calling to stay kept, right? There's yeah. a calling right there, stay kept. Uh, and there are just as many older single people that are out there, uh, <laughs> you know, not being kept, you know, doing yeah. the wild thing, whatever, you know, that, yeah. that's my boo, you know, and you all in church, whatever, yeah, hey, boo, you know, <laughs> all that, <laughs> you know, but as a, as a Christian, you know, we understand that our personal lives, Paul has written on that too you know to be single is is a great thing because then you can devote your life to what the lord has called you to do right and if you're married then you're more concerned you, you have the responsibility of of the marriage right so um 
I don't know what uh, what has your personal what do you, what are you feeling what what are you what are you living at this particular point in in, in life you know how is that working? yeah um yeah well and I can even back up a little bit because like you mentioned earlier um like even you know when I got involved with crew in college like mm-hmm. I obviously was not living <laughs> the the way the average college student. Um, mm-hmm or at least the way we perceive it, not the way we see in movies and TV mm-hmm. shows. Um, and so, I don't know, honestly, like that like normal or average or what's considered normal in our culture kind of lifestyle uh, has never really like, I don't know, I've just never really desired that. Um, like even in high school or in college, like I would get invited to parties, but like parties where I knew there would be stuff happening that I didn't want to get involved in. So mm-hmm. I just like, I, I never had a desire to get involved in that scene. Um, honestly, I feel like that's God's grace to me because thank you, Jesus. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Come um, on, come but, on. Yeah, and so uh, and then like even when I was younger, um, like I don't know, like it's like oh, if I if a guy you know was interested in me that I thought was like a good like I had some high standards. Like even before I was like faithfully walking with the Lord. I had some high standards. Um, and like, and I knew that I wanted to like, if I ever got in a relationship, I wanted it to be like a God glorifying relationship, um, in terms of like physical boundaries and things like that. Even when I wasn't faithfully walking with the Lord, cause I would say that I wasn't in high school, mm-hmm. but I knew that that was something that I wanted. And so I, I kept, I set Thank boundaries and mm-hmm. stuck to them. Um, but again, I feel like I feel like that's God's grace to me. Um, And now where I'm at now, I mean, I do feel like, yeah, everyone, all of my friends are engaged or married or having kids. Like I don't have, I have like maybe one or two single friends that like nothing is on the horizon for them. Um, But I don't know the way I see it where I'm at now is I know that I have to be faithful to what the Lord has called me to. And I know that that could mean that I stay single or at least I'm going to be single longer because I mean, I still am. Um, And so, uh, but I also know that like giving up what he's calling me to isn't worth like, like it's not worth sacrificing that for a guy that Mm -hmm. I don't think, even if the guy is like faithfully walking with the Lord and is everything I'm looking for in a future husband, if he doesn't feel called to missions in any way. And I'm still feeling that, like, I just feel like that's, I don't know. It doesn't really line up. Um, And so I'm okay. If the Lord wants to keep me single for the rest of my life, I think um, (laughs) that'll be tough, but I also think marriage would be tough. And so if the Lord wants, you know, brings a guy in my life where like our like life goals and dreams kind of match up and he's interested in living overseas and I get this, still work for crew or if he wants to join staff with crew whatever that would look like um as long as i still get to do ministry and what i feel like the lord um is calling me to still use my gifts and talents um i would be okay with that so i don't know maybe that's a family one day maybe it's not i don't really know what the lord has in store for me whatever the lord says that is a total surrendered sold out ideal and life, you know, and God will honor. He honors when we totally sell out for him uh, and trust him, right? Because he has good. He knows us better than we know ourselves. And uh, I thank God for his grace in your life and the wisdom that he's given you and the keeping power in in your heart uh, through the Holy Spirit. I just thank God for that what a wonderful testimony and i think that um everyone can benefit from that you know i give mine right but you know just to know that there are young people that are kept because they want to be kept that that there are young people like yourself that are trusting god for every part of their lives and they're not trying to make something uh, and that was, you know, I'm just going to testify, you know, even in my past, I, I called myself, I was going to make something happen. Uh, I was going to make, I, I deserve and all, you know, but when we trust God, you know, he knows. 
the time. He knows the season in our lives. And uh, he knows who, you know. So I am, I thank, thank you. <laughs> thank you for your testimony in that. What a blessed time. I do want to, I want to share your website uh, yeah. because I think that people need to know that um, it is, it is important, you know, it's important to give. It's important to give. Now, this is uh, the crew website. It's called give.crewcru.org. And Sister Stephanie's number is hash, uh, hashtag 087-8860. And her lovely picture is there. I remember that lovely picture. And you can click on give a gift. And it has a great testimony here she shared. Um, and also her email informa information. So uh, her email is there too to share. And it has a picture of some of the students that she ministers to and has ministered to there. What a great, what a great opportunity and a wonderful young person. <laughs> uh, you know, if you need more information, here's, um, or need help, there's a help number here too, 888-278-7233. Uh, but definitely uh, share a gift, share a gift with Sister Stephanie. Give a gift. And this is going to help what God has laid on her heart to do. And it'll, it'll also, when we can't go as people of God, we should send someone else. And since she's already out there on the mission field, I would definitely share and give that gift to, uh, to share in the cause. And she says, I'll go. For, so for all the people that want to uh aspire to go and and be missions a missionary on the international scene and they want to be a missionary to africa but maybe you know you're still thinking about it or not able to because now you have uh, other responsibilities here well here's a young person that has sold out for jesus and you've heard her testimony and um she is sold out and she is on her J-O-B, huh? on the J-O-B of the church, on the J-O-B as a disciple for Christ to spread the gospel, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. What a cool picture. What a handsome, handsome, beautiful people there. So I would encourage you to go out there to give.crewcru.org. Org slash zero eight seven eight eight six zero. You can also Google search. Yeah, just Google search crew C R U and then put in Stephanie Martin and it'll take you to where you can make this selection and go out there and give a gift. And it also has links to. How to Know God and other links, uh, communities, opportunities, information, crew press, about crew. So if you're a young person and you want to you do some more investigating as well, and maybe the Lord is tugging on your heartstrings too, go out there and see if there's something, some information that will help you make that decision for the Lord. Huh? How about that? How about that? All right. Sis, woo. Okay, now we haven't gotten to the scripture, but what about a quick scripture? Can you share a quick scripture for us? Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, the verse I decided to share um, for today is Isaiah 41, verse 10. Um, I'll read it real quick. It says, Oh, and I'm reading from the NIV. Um, okay. It says, so do not fear, for I am with you. 
Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will up uphold you with my righteous right hand. Um, so, yeah, honestly, this is a verse that really stood out to me that one summer that I talked about where I got to be on a mission with crew in Maryland. Um, that was kind of the first time this verse ever stood out to me, and it's one that I, I just love. Um, and I think I love it for a couple of reasons. Um, but one is because uh, you just see, like, God, a couple of God's characteristics in here. Like, we see his faithfulness. Um, because he's like, I am with you. Uh, and that's, that's true always. Like he's, he's always with us. Um, even if, you know, we don't necessarily, we don't necessarily feel close to him or we're not acknowledging his presence. Um, it's definitely there. I know when I look back at my life, even before I started walking with the Lord, like I could see ways that the Lord was clearly with me and protecting me and providing for me. Um, so yeah, that's one. And then the other one I already touched on, but uh, God gives us exactly what we need when we need it. Um, I feel like you see that in the part that says, I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Um, and so, yeah, like he's, he's always there. He's always our support. Um, and so, yeah, whatever situation he's given us, whatever obstacle we're facing or whatever the case is, um, he's giving us what, what we need in that moment. Um, and so I just think that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah. Thank you so much for that scripture. It is he, in, in God's promise. You're right. Huh? What did he say? And the, I love the first, what he first says in this chapter, fear not, yeah. fear not, huh? So much goes on in life, and first thing that grips us is fear. But he says that he is with us. Thank you for sharing that. Sis, can you say a, a small prayer? Just, just we'll pray however long you'd like. <laughs> pray however long you'd like. And, um, you know, let's just pray and, and share and in talking to our God. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, Lord, uh, thank you for um, today. And uh, thank you for this opportunity um, to sit down and talk with uh, Sister Ann. Um, it's good. It's kind of like our first face-to-face -face, uh, meeting. And so, um, yeah, it was just really enjoyable uh, to talk with her. And uh, thank you for the opportunity um, to be able to share uh, the ways I've seen you um, move in my life, um, God. And I pray for everyone that's listening uh, to this broadcast right now. Um, yeah, I pray that, uh, that, yeah, that you would encourage them um, and bless them. And I pray that whatever it is that, that you're calling them to do, um, yeah, I just pray that, that you would give them um, the courage and the boldness uh, that they need to do it and uh, show them what the next steps would be in, in pursuing that, um, whether it's getting more resources to get to that place or whether it's um, just they have everything they need. And it's just a matter of taking that step of faith and, and going for it, God. Um, yeah, I pray that, yeah, that you would you would bless those and um yeah, and, and and provide for them uh, what they need to to live out uh, what you're what you're calling them to do with what you've given them and this time, Lord. Um, so yeah, thank you, God, for everything that you're doing and and all the ways that you're moving. Um, we love you and we praise you, and it's in the holy and precious name of King Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. What a good time. That what was a wonderful testimony and you sh sharing, just sharing. Um, and hopefully, you know, this will be, uh, this is our first time, but I'd like to come back with some updates. Huh? So some updates to what's going on. And, you know, just want you to know that you're welcome to come and hang out anything that's uh, on your heart, any campaigns, things that you think we need to know about, come on back. And this is an open forum for you to share uh, what's going on with you internationally and what the Lord is doing there internationally in, in that great country, in that place where you're hanging out. <laughs> so nice. be, blessed, be blessed and we appreciate you. We
We appreciate you. Hold on a minute. We will, uh, we're going to chat here, but hold on. Thanks again, okay? What, <clears throat> excuse me, what a great testimony. Young people on fire for the Lord and not always understanding it, not always, not always comfortable with it, but doing it. <clears throat> and that's something that I kind of got inspired to do today too. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just, just do it. Whatever you're called to do, do it with all your might for the Lord in the matchless name of Jesus. Brother Frank Hollins, God bless you. Your prayer support in the mighty name of Jesus. And thank you for encouraging our guests, Sister Stephanie, to continue on. Uh, we just we just want to encourage all young people, all people of God, do what you do and do it with all your might for the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. Be blessed. And as I always say, the Lord says the same. We'll see you next time.